Hello everyone and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm your host Chad Owens. Happy Hump Day Wednesday. Look, today is the last day that you can go get yourself a football fever ballot in the Honolulu Star Advertising newspaper. Fill that out and turn that in to select long drugs to give yourself a chance to win $500 cash. You got to match or beat the scores. Uh, you know, you're competing against myself and the rest of the panelists. So go do that. Get in the game and uh, give yourself a chance to do that. Look, thank you to our sponsors for Football Fever, Mercedes-Benz of Honolulu, Hawaiian Telecom, and Long's Drugs. And at the end, there's a grand prize, man, the Big Green Egg Kamado Grill. Thank you so much for that. So stay tuned. And guys, like we always do, let's dive on in to the CO2 Rundown. No student athlete in the history of the University of Oregon women's soccer has played in more matches than Chardonnay Curran. Former Campbell Sabre is doing big things and making a huge impact on that campus and on that team. She's led that team to their, their first undefeated conference uh, season in history since, uh, I believe, 96, right? They're trying to make history by making their very first NCAA tournament appearance. That's big time stuff right there, Chardonnay. Congratulations. Uh, keep doing your thing. Guys, to dive deeper into this article, you got to check it out. It's by Billy Hull in today's Honolulu Star Advertiser. Hawaii athletes, I'm telling you, we doing big things. University of Hawaii Rainbow Warrior football head coach, Todd Graham, he's taking full ownership of the one and three start that they're on. Um, and he ensures everyone that Chevin Cordero is our guy. He's the starting quarterback. There is no QB controversy uh, in Manoa. You know, there shouldn't be. And so Coach Graham went on to say that they got to prepare better. As coaches, they got to do a better job of getting their guys ready to play. Um, you know, it, I get that, and that's a great leader, taking ownership and taking all that. But, you know, um, hey, the captains on the team, the leaders on the team, they've got to take ownership as well. They've got to step up, right? They've got to do what they've got to do to ensure that, that you know, accountability is there. You know, you never want to put it on a coach. You never want it to be, you know, I, I hope that's not the only thing. You know, I, again, I've played football for many of years and I've been and I've played for a bunch of different coaches and all great leaders. They all they all take the hit for the team. But behind those closed doors in the locker room, the players, you guys know, hey, it's on us. The coaches can't play the game. They can't. They coach us. They prepare. Yeah, maybe there is a little gap there in the preparation. But, man, we've been preparing all offseason. Right? We've, we've, we're we're three, three, four games in now. And, and it's, it's conference play. You know, it's not going to get any easier. And so you got to do as much as you can as a group, as position groups, as an offense and as defense, special teams, hey, come together. At these types of times, the teams at this point in the season with this record, they either start to separate and start to point fingers, which I don't think that's the case, or they come together, they come tighter, they study harder, 
they dive in more. And that's what it's going to take for us to kind of get over this hump. And all it's going to take is that one win. And let's get it going this week, boys. Dave Reardon has a very interesting column in today's Honolulu Star Advertiser talking about how he thinks and why he thinks the University of Hawaii football team should think about going independent. What does that mean? That means we're not part of a conference. We're not part of the Mountain West, or when I played the, the WAC, right, the Western Athletic Conference, uh, Pac-12. You're not part of a conference. Because when you're part of a conference, you've you're, you got to pay other schools when they come to travel. you got to pay. And, you know, some of these independent schools, they get paid big bucks to go play some of these big-time schools. Alabama's getting paid $1.9 million to go there and to get smacked around. Yeah, you get a chance to, to compete. I'm not saying that Hawaii will go independent and go and play these big schools and get smacked around. That's not what I'm saying. But from a financial perspective, um, and various different reasons, uh, Dave Ridden suggests that that might be the route we go. And, you know, check out the article. Very interesting. Uh, I've, I've sort of heard this before, uh, but we'll see what happens because there is what they're calling uh, the conference musical chairs happening, right? Conferences combining, jumping ship to another conference. There's things happening. And so we'll see how it all unfolds uh, at the end of this thing. But check out Dave Ritter's column. And look, my guy, Steven Sai, I just love, I love his articles. I love his um, sort of the way he puts things out. Uh, you got to check out his story. Again, this is on Nick Rolovich, head coach, Washington State University, uh, you know, dealing with their mandate, dealing with are you vaccinated or not? They, they, they want to know. They don't know because he's been hush about it. Well, Steven Sai and Nick Rolovich go way back. Just about as far back as Steven and I go, go back. But they've got a relationship built over the course of, uh, you know, Rolo being, being a, a recruit, a player, a coach, and all of that, right? So, so they've, they've, been, they've been together for a long time. And uh, Steven has got nothing but amazing points to make and positive when it comes to Nick Rolovich. And I know Nick, no, Nick Rolovich has made a huge impact on us, uh, on Hawaii, the university, the program, and, you know, he's an amazing coach. Hence why he got that gig at Washington State. Uh, but this is just one of those things that he has to deal with right now as a coach. And I, I just want you guys to go t take a look at Stephen Sy's article and, and how he put this, uh, this thing together. Um, so check it out. And just a quick little update on Tua. Uh, he is day-to-day, -day, um, you know, bruised ribs. I talked about it before. It's, it's going to be a pain thing, right? How much can he tolerate? How much can he actually sit in that pocket? And when he throws that motion, right, you're torquing. <laughs> and like I talked about those intercostal muscles, when you torque, they compress. And the compression is what causes the pain, the compression and the expansion, right? So... Uh, it's going to be a pain thing, um, and, and, you know, hey, the, his ability to heal. And trust me, the NFL has all the equipment, all the best things that every player needs to recover and to heal. And so, uh, you know, we'll see what, what happens with him. But Tua, look, man, praying for you, uh, praying for a speedy recovery because uh, we all want to see you back out there, but back out there healthy so you can do what you do. 
And just on some funny news, um, not sure if you guys have seen Conor McGregor, uh, his first pitch that he threw out yesterday. It was a little outside. You know, uh, I think I'm going to give some excuses to Conor. You know, he's just recovering from his leg injury, which I'm happy to see him walking around, moving around. Uh, but he couldn't really push off that back foot, that left foot on the mound, because he's a lefty. He couldn't push off that thing. That's number one. When he, I was really analyzing his throw, okay, his elbow, as I was with my son and, and uh, quarterback coach here, uh, Kelly Tilton, was talking about the elbow. When the elbow is low and you go to throw, what happens is that you got to come up. It, it naturally just comes up. And that's exactly what happened to Connor. His elbow was too low. His, his, his lead shoulder needed to be closed more, but it was wide open. So he was throwing the ball like this. Elbow down, front shoulder open, hence whoosh, came across the body and sailed to the backstop, almost hit a fan. Actually, almost hit the camera guy. Uh, but look, he was looking fly, though. Conor McGregor, pants, I'm down with the, the, the slim fits. I'm down with it, but for the first pitch, it might have been a little too tight. He couldn't get that extension. <laughs> But Conor McGregor, like Conor McGregor always does, very entertaining, smiling, laughing, and really just showing that he enjoyed uh, that, that, that event, that day. So uh, shout out to Conor McGregor. Work on that form a little bit more, buddy. <laughs> just like throwing a punch, you got to keep it tight. And that is it for today's show. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, happy hump day again. You know, we're at the peak of the week. That's what I like to call this midweek uh, day, Wednesday. We're looking down. I hope you build up momentum. I hope, you've, I hope you're in your groove. And I hope you're getting excited for, for, for what's, what's coming. You know, you've got to be excited for the days ahead. Uh, that's just the way you have to, you to operate that way. You got you to process that mentally. Right? You got to look forward to. All right, execute the now, but look forward to Ah, just a little CO2 motivation on a hump day Wednesday. Look, I'll see you guys come Aloha Friday.